Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. That's right. Back for hour two, we'll be giving away another uh, couple sets of four stars tickets for tonight's game. I believe that's a 705 puck drop. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. For playoff hockey. Yes. So if you're interested in winning more of those, stay tuned. We'll do that shortly. Big thanks to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul for sponsoring On the Block. Again, like we said the first hour, uh, if it's good enough for Mike Rozier, it's good enough for you. Uh, Mary Ellen's is great. We appreciate them, all they do for all of us here at the Ticket family. Uh, and, and you, Blockheads, make sure you get down to Mary Ellen's at 27th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln later this week to get you some. Okay, to put a bow on last hour, uh, the the tiebreaker for Shootout with Rico was how many Big Ten players were selected in last year's NFL draft? Uh, Rico, remind me, you said 33? Something like that, yeah, sure. Okay, I believe the, 30. It was in the 30s. Yes. Uh, either way, uh, 30s is not high enough, so nope. the answer would be an over. There were 48 players from the Big Ten selected in last year's NFL draft, so a uh, big slim and then uh, this anonymous texture, we reached out to you. Make sure you stop by the station to get your four tickets to tonight's Stars game. I don't know why I thought 40 was too big. I thought it was too much, too, too many players drafted. I don't know why I thought that. 48 players from 13 schools. Yeah. That's the second trivia question. Which school was the only one to not have a player drafted last year? Don't answer. This is for the text line. Mm-hmm. The first two people in with the correct answer, the only Big Ten school to not have a player drafted I think I uh, last season, uh, you win four stars tickets. So I we'll keep I that know. on the back burner. Uh, switching over to football, a lot to get to in Husker Lane. The first thing is we have a schedule update. Rico, Breaking news! Game six of the season, Nebraska and Illinois has been moved now instead of being played on Saturday, October the 7th. Nebraska and Illinois will play at uh, Champaign on Friday, Friday, October 6th. That's game six for the Huskers, again, moved from Saturday the 7th to Friday the 6th. Taking a quick look at the schedule there, Rico, that'll be the third Big Ten game Nebraska plays. Of course, they open the season with Minnesota. Uh, September 30th, that uh, previous Saturday to Illinois, uh, they'll be playing Michigan mm-hmm. in Lincoln. So it's a short travel week to get to Illinois. But, Rico, they moved so, the game up a day before the bye week. So you have 15 days yeah. between Illinois and Northwestern now. So it goes Michigan, then Illinois, right? Yes. Michigan, Illinois, bye week, Northwestern. Those two games back-to-back are going to be rough on a short week because you know Michigan's going to be physical. You know they're going to want to pound the ball. You know they're going to play tough defense. And, oh, by the way, Illinois does the same thing because Brett mm-hmm. Bielma, if he's if he's known for one thing, it's pounding the rock, getting in your face, and playing a very physical style of football. So good luck to the uh, the uh, uh, training staff at Nebraska following the Michigan game, going into the Illinois game, and then a great time for a bye week, especially a long bye week, uh, before you, you face Northwestern because those two teams are going to – not – they're going to beat up on Nebraska. I'm not saying Nebraska is going to lose those two games. I'm not going to say whether they win or lose right now. That's for a different time. Um, but they are going to play a very physical brand of football with Nebraska. So um, they're definitely going to be feeling it uh, those those two weeks. That they will. We'll get back to that in a second. We do have our two winners of the Stars tickets. Hey. Hayden, you win 
And Bubba, you win. Make sure you stop by the station here at 330 North 48th Street in Lincoln. No. Uh, to pick up your tickets. That's not right. Yeah. The only team to not have a player drafted out of the Big Ten last year was Northwestern. No. No. I looked this up, Austin. Rico. Rico, I have this right Austin. here. Austin. Skaronsky. Wasn't he drafted? No, he's this year. He's this year? He's this year. Wait, you, I have this. Are you up. serious? I went through it. No yes. way. Here are all the North. North Carolina, North Carolina State, North Dakota, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, Notre Dame, Northwest Missouri State. Didn't they have another one? No. There is no I feel like I feel like they've had – oh, that was draft. two years ago. Yes. I feel like this has been a really long offseason. Come correct. That's why I thought Skaronsky had already been drafted. Come correct. All right. Northwestern, the only Big Ten school. See, I would have got it wrong. What was your guess going to be? Rutgers. Rutgers. Because I couldn't think of a player for them that that was drafted. Wait. Pacheco, Pacheco and Bo Melton Pacheco both got drafted. Yep. Pacheco was like a seventh-round guy that somehow the Chiefs turned into a franchise running back. Uh, so Isaiah Pacheco, the 251st pick. Bo Melton went 22 picks earlier to Seattle, also seventh-rounder. There you go. So Rutgers, seventh round. Yeah. So, again, Bubba and Hayden, congratulations. Uh, Bubba you, has no idea what he just won. <laughs> Bubba, you have four <laughs> tickets to the Stars tonight. Um, heard a question and answered it. Yeah, I appreciate the the gusto, but yeah. Do you want the tickets? Yes, because if not, we'll give them Hayden, to somebody you're else. In. Yep, you Hayden, stop by the station again. The game is tonight, so you have to stop by the station today. Puck drops at seven oh five p.m. Stop by the station today, pick up your tickets, and head on down to the Stars. You get four tickets, so you and three of your close friends. Heck yeah! Go enjoy some some Stars uh, playoff hockey. Get yourself an adult beverage. Uh, get yourself some popcorn because that popcorn is real good. Ooh. And Bubba can't go. So, we need somebody else. I'll think of another question. We'll give him away during the crossover. Perfect. So, Hayden, you're still in. Hayden, you're still good. Uh, one set of four tickets to give away. We'll do that on about half an hour during the crossover. Okay, back to the schedule. Nebraska-Illinois moved from a Saturday game to a Friday game. This is great for me, Rico, because uh, Lil Herbie is uh, supposedly due October 8th. Mm. So there you go. Either gives me an excuse to you know leave pregame on Friday, cut the work week a little bit short. Yep. Or I get to go through Illinois, have Saturday off to have the child. Or if it comes on Sunday, we're just all in the clear. There you go. You're all good. It's all coming up, Herbie, right now. Wow. Herbie, just her, Nebraska, just just doing things around. This is perfect. See, it's that the. the the universe is working in strange ways to make sure that Herbie is born on the perfect day. Yes. It's 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 all Isn't perfect. It? Just the way we drew so it. So excited. So that now marks the second year in a row Nebraska will have two Friday games. They played Rutgers on Friday last year and then Black Friday mm-hmm. against Iowa, obviously. And a Thursday game to start the season with uh, Thursday games Minnesota. bother me. And see, Minnesota's used to them. Minnesota's played in its fair share. Of these. Yeah. If it's not, you know, Maction or... or uh, No, Maction is Tuesday. I know Maction is Tuesday. But if it's not Maction or or Mountain West or or AAC football on a Thursday or a Wednesday, I don't want it. I don't want Power 5 on a Thursday. What are you, crazy? A, a dear friend That's of too mine intense. In, in the radio business once referred to Maction as McAction. Like, McAction. Like, like McDonald's. Honestly. Like McNuggets. I mean... It's a thought. It's incredible. Maction, sponsored by McDonald's. McDonald's. Make it McAction. <laughs> I'm not. I don't hate it. <laughs> don't hate it either. It just always <laughs> cracks me up whenever I hear Maction. <laughs> so 
there's that. What do you think about Nebraska playing outside of Saturdays? For me, it's still weird and wrong. Like, I get the Black Friday game. That one makes sense. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. But before Black Friday, to me, Nebraska football is meant to be on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird thing to have outside of, obviously, the Black Friday game that has become a tradition with Nebraska uh, football and Nebraska football fans. That's the only non-Saturday that Nebraska should be playing their football games because – you know, with you know, being a blue blood, having all of this rich history, you think of Saturdays, you think of Nebraska football. I know a lot of people um, of the older generation who, who even if they didn't grow up in Nebraska, um, were Nebraska fans because it was one of the only teams that was on television on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that they have in their favor. Having Nebraska, having the Huskers play on a Friday, on a Thursday you know, God forbid they end up playing on a Tuesday somehow. Um, it's just wrong. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it always bothered me, you know, even with black Friday, like it it is a tradition, but even then, like you get that Friday, the game happens. And then Saturday I wake up and I'm like, all right, it's Saturday, nothing to do, but watch football. And I'm like, all right, when's the Nebraska game? Come on. I go, Oh wait, they, they already, they already played. Wait, this is weird. I'm not sure how I feel about this. So it's, it's a little, it's a Thursday, no, no go. Friday, little weird, but I can get. I, I'm down with it. Uh, Saturday should be the only outside of the one Friday, the only day that Nebraska plays football games. And it's fine if the Big Ten's going to make everybody do it. It's been a lot of the the lower tier teams for the most part to mm-hmm. this point. Your Rutgers, I mean Minnesota's been better, but they've done a lot of it for some reason. Purdue, Illinois, again better than Nebraska but in terms of the the general scope of college football in the Big Ten. Some of the 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 lesser. Brands, which on the, the one have hand, nots. right, not that you need to move, you know, Ohio State or Michigan to a Friday to get eyeballs because those teams are going to draw regardless mm-hmm. of the day that they're playing. Really, I think people just want college football more days, so it doesn't really matter who you put there. No, but in terms of, you know, the scheduling equity, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, everyone should do it at some point within, like, honestly, like a five-year cycle. I don't think there are Ohio dates State, on the calendar. I don't think Ohio State and Michigan have. Like I think that was the plan at first. They were saying everybody's going to have a Friday game during this span. I don't think Ohio or Michigan have. I don't know. Penn State might have during one of their weird years where they were kind of bad, mm-hmm. but bad for them was like eight wins, um, which we would take in a heartbeat. Uh, so it's, again, like you said, it's the have-nots that have been doing it, the lower-tier teams, and I see somebody texting in that Nebraska is a lower-tier team, but the thing is... Nebraska still draws eyeballs. Nebraska is still going to help sell out a stadium. But Nebraska hate eyeballs you, or love eyeballs. Exactly. They you draw. look at you look at the uh, I don't know what the radio app is that that you know people download and they they listen to the games that way. But if you look at that every week, they'll post on Twitter the most listened to games. If Nebraska is not number one, they're in the top three mm-hmm. every single week. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It's whether they're playing Georgia Southern, whether they're playing Northwestern, whether they're playing Ohio State, whether they're playing, you know, Roast Beef State, they are in the top three every single week. Nebraska needs to start playing Pot Roast State. So, look, you play Pot Roast State, maybe you'll get a win. Um, so, them playing on a Friday, it, it, it's it's not going to hurt the Big Ten. It's not going to hurt Nebraska. It's just a little weird, and I don't think it should happen as much as it has. Except for, obviously, Black Friday. I have to keep saying that. Phil brings up a good point. Penn State opened uh, the season last year uh, with a weekday, weeknight game against Purdue. And James Franklin threw a fit about that. Penn State hasn't opened the season at home in, like, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. 
It's been a minute. And that's where I go back to this for Nebraska. The games that have been on, you know, Fridays, even the Thursday game with Minnesota, mm-hmm. any of those games during the week outside of Black Friday, which obviously alternates every year, have been on the road. Mm-hmm. Because Nebraska's not going to give up a home game to do that. It's no. going to happen at some point, especially if the Big Ten makes everyone do it. But so far, you know, you've gone to Illinois. Now this will be the second time. So it's already a road game. Mm-hmm. What, may, what difference does it make? It, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers was already a road game. They just move it up a day. Minnesota was going to be a road game. They moved it up a couple days. So mm-hmm. at least for now, Nebraska's not giving up, you know, those home ticket and concessions sales, which I know they wouldn't ever want to do given 86,000 people coming in. They never. If Nebraska gets back on the right track and starts having some sort of the same pull and cachet as Ohio State and Michigan, they will never give up a home game no as, as the ireland game they were the away team because they kept all their home games northwestern losing a home game doesn't really matter for them that's fine yeah. nobody shows up to those games nebraska losing a home game it'll never happen the athletic department will never let it happen there's it's, too much it's there's going way, to happen. there's way too much money on the line for not only the university and the stadium uh and and the football team but just for the city of lincoln the, the, the amount of people that flood into the city who don't end up going to the game mm-hmm. is is massive. So the the economic implications for Nebraska losing a home game are not it was not gonna be it's not like it's gonna be catastrophic. Well, they're but it's gonna be a lot. And it's going to happen at some point. I don't think it does. It, it, it happens at some point. It's going to happen to everyone eventually. Like say, if they the get that cachet back, if if Rule can get them back on track, it'll never happen. If if they go on another, you know, two or three years of not being good and having losing seasons, oh, it's definitely going to happen. But if they get back into the uh, the thick of this Big Ten race, if they're going to Big Ten championships every other year or whatever, never, never going to happen. You brought this to my attention. What happens first? Nebraska plays a home game on a Friday, or the SEC takes away a home game for field storming? Ooh, now that's so. I was reading that. Uh, I got to pull it up. Uh, make sure that I still have it on my phone. So. It, there's an on three um, article going around um, that is saying that the SEC is going to consider harsher penalties for field storming. As you know, or if you don't know, the SEC has been fining universities a decent chunk like of change. Hundreds thousands of dollars. For fans storming the field, hasn't stopped fans. They don't care. It's not their money. Um, but now the SEC is including the loss of a home game and get this possible forfeiture of wins forfeiture of wins that, for storming no, no, the no. field uh pat forty of sports illustrated is reporting that the sec is considering harsher penalties uh, in other words when tennessee beats alabama if the volunteer fans take the field at nayland tennessee could lose its next home game against the crimson tide that means that alabama would get three straight home games in the series that is what Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, appointed the conference working group on event safety last fall. Um, that was less than three weeks after Tennessee fans did take the field after beating Alabama. Look, if if fans want to storm the field, let the fans storm the field. I, I understand th- that there are you know some some things that happen, and sometimes you know fans get in players' faces, and and people get punched or people get shoved, and there's some injuries and whatever. But look. It's part of the game, unfortunately. Like the the 
yeah, that shouldn't happen and that shouldn't be a part of the game, getting in the players' faces. But the storming the field and tearing the goalposts down, that's what makes college football college football. You it's take college that, sports, college sports. Yeah, you take that away. I mean, that's boring. There's nothing to it. Then you, you get a massive upset. You beat the number one team in the nation. And it's just like, yay, hooray. No, don't do that. I feel like the number of incidents per field storm is honestly surprisingly low. Like, so much worse could happen at these, and I'm not going to say nothing ever happens. Like, there's a girl that got punched in the face by a player. Mm-hmm. Clearly not good. Nope. Clearly should be avoidable. But to me, the the athlete needs to know better in that situation. The The people storming the field have to be there to celebrate their team, not to demean the opponent, especially in a win like that. Like, make it about you, what you just did, not, you know, the opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, make it about you. Lean into your excitement rather than their sadness so again I just don't think that's a big enough of a problem to yank wins away because again we all saw the result we know how the game went down forfeiting the win doesn't do anything and getting rid of a home game I don't know if that's the way to go that's ridiculous. like I get I, that's that would be really heavy-handed but again yeah. we just talked about it with Nebraska obviously not everyone's packing 86 88,000 in a stadium every game mm-hmm. but to take a home game away from someone especially say they have you know, only six the next year. You take one away, they're down to five. Mm-hmm. Every Power Five school plays six or seven home games. Most of them play seven at this point. So, does that mean they have to add a non-con home game? Like, if they had maybe. a non-con that was away, they're gonna have to change it to home. They're gonna have to convince that team to to change it to a home game, or or it's just hey, sorry. That's why I think it's. Five. That's why I think it's in league. You know, if it happens. Yeah. Out of league, like what if you're done with the series? Mm-hmm. You know, and not an SEC team would go on the road and you know. That wouldn't happen. Um, and Alabama's yeah. no, I don't think Alabama's played a true home game or a true away game out of conference. In They're going to go to Wisconsin later this decade. Yeah, I'm but, excited for that. Um, I wish they were going to Wisconsin in November, though. Very much so. That Wait till be, the 12-team playoff. Oh, that would Wait be so interesting. By the way, a thing may have happened. I was just going to get to that. We do have to get to you Brian. You go Bunch. ahead. That's No, this is you. This is your show. You you do the breaking news. Oh, I I think we're on the same page here. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Officially a New York Jet. That's right. After months and months of discussion, the Jets and Packers finally get the deal done. So here's the compensation. Jets get Aaron Rodgers. They get the 15th pick in this draft as well as uh, a fifth-round pick in this year's draft. That's going to the Jets. Here's the Packers Hall. They get the 13th pick this year. Uh, They get a 2023 second, a 2023 sixth, and a conditional 2024 pick. Right now, it's in the second, but if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the offensive snaps, that becomes a first. Rico, immediate reaction to the the trade. It's a crappy trade. This This is... The Jets got fleeced. There's no, no. I mean, you get Rodgers and the the 15th pick uh, and, and a fifth-round pick. Yeah, sure. Or no, not the Jets. The, the Packers got fleeced. You get the 13th pick, second, sixth, and maybe another first-round. That's it? No players? No. What did, what did Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson got traded for like four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that Russell Wilson's better than Aaron Rodgers? I do not mean to tell you that, but apparently that's what the league means to tell us. That is terrible like if I'm the Packers how did I give up so much like the Jets were that desperate and you gave them Aaron Rodgers and your first round pick this year you got nothing you got nothing how do you give up your first round pick along with Rod that shouldn't happen you give up Rodgers in the fifth round pick for all of that 
That's what you. You don't give up your first round. This is ridiculous. No. And it's only two. You got you got two picks higher in this year's draft. Congratulations. That now happened. you know. Now you have Jordan Love. Good luck. Yeah, that's where we're at with the Packers. Oh, poor Packers fans. Uh, we'll ask Brian Munson his thoughts about it. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. A lot of recruiting thoughts to get to with Brian, though. Big recruiting weekend at the spring game. We'll step aside, touch base with him next.